live from SpinWeb here in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is Spin Radio, your digital marketing and sales radio show. I'm Michael Reynolds. And I'm Allison Gibbs. And we are your host today. Abby is back next week. She's had a couple of conflicts lately, so Allison is sitting in again. Good to have you, Allison. Thanks for having me back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm used to Abby just like talking all the time. <laughs> like that's just both like like bursting to get all of our words out. So like, you know. Oh, sorry. I'm not used to someone who just like says a word and then stops. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. So. Well, I can continue talking. <laughs> no. Welcome, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you are here. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I believe uh, Amy or Michelle is Michelle doing. Okay, it's awesome. Michelle. Michelle is in the groove. She's live tweeting Woo-hoo. for us today using the hashtag Spin Radio. Uh, so she will tweet show notes and uh, references and things and links, all the stuff we talk about if you want more information about that. And this is where you say the email <laughs> is the thing you can <laughs> find you. us on as well. <laughs> Thank you You were for staring at the paper as if you were. <laughs> I was waiting to make sure you were done because, like you said, you like to keep talking. You just got to jump on in. That's okay. That's how so, it works on this show. Okay. You can email us at radio at spinweb.net and we'll answer your questions at the end of the show today. Or you can answer, you can email anytime and yeah. just throughout the week. And oh, yeah. We've had people just send us questions randomly and we'll just bring it up when we get to it. Sometimes it takes us a few weeks to like remember that we have a question, but we'll get to it at some point, probably. So, yeah, with that, we got a great show today. Uh, our show today is on 2017 digital marketing trends and stuff that will help you figure out, um, to put it bluntly, like what you might need to spend in 2017, mm-hmm. what, you need, what you might need to spend your money on in 2017, and what kind of trends are affecting that spend as you plan for your 2017 marketing budget. So that's a great show. we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, but first, Weekly Roundup. All right, you have the first couple things on the list, don't I you? I do have the first couple of things. All right, so in a previous episode, I believe it was last week, we talked about how I believe it was. the Facebook video metric and the, the average played, that that was all miscommunicated. And so now there is a new update, and the, the link will be tweeted out, and it's also in the show notes. So you can go into to more depth about this. But essentially, now there's an update that um, maybe the what we thought was Facebook making the metric more straightforward. It still has some complexities to it. So essentially the um, the average views are being calculated by a single user session. And so a single user session is about 30 seconds. So if you're playing a video that's shorter than that within that 30 second user session time frame, then maybe it's only counted once. Um We'll keep an eye on this to see if this changes. I'm because, so confused. Because obviously, exactly. Like, I, I don't know why we have to make this so difficult. Why is it so hard? Yeah, yeah. And and it plays, it counts whether it's showing up in your news feed and it's, and it's auto-playing in your news feed. Oh, or if really? it's uh-huh. Like the silent ones that just mm-hmm. play automatically yeah, without so, sound? Yes. Oh. So the ones that I watch with, uh, where I'm just sitting there and reading the subtitles and it, I'm not actually clicking play, that is still counting that as a single user session. At least oh. that's my interpretation of this information. Interesting. So I would love to hear anybody else's thoughts to see if they've interpreted it differently. Um, but we'll we will keep an eye on this. I, I just don't understand why it needs to be so difficult. Just count it. Facebook, just calm down. I mean, it's just calm and, down. Facebook. And I'm sure part of it is because of advertising and people want to know, you know, more specific data from a marketing tech perspective, which we'll talk about here in a little marketing bit. Marketing tech. I know. We'll talk that about sounds that sounds trendy. It does. Sound Foreshadowing. Trendy. <laughs> Um, and so I'm sure that that probably has something to do with it based on what they've been asked for. But anyway, 
please read the the entire article because I'd love if to hear. If you care about that much detail, I of data. loved. I would. Well, I, yes, there are fellow data nerds out there. There have to be. That's true. That's true. Have to be. So, love to hear your thoughts. So the next one, I'm actually like very interested in. Uh, you've got the next one on the list, right? I About sure how people do. use their devices, their yes. mobile devices. Yes. Okay. So Google just published um, some new research on how people use their devices. So um, no surprise here that people are using their mobile phones. Did a lot? You, yeah. A lot? Yes, a lot of them. Shocking. <laughs> right. Where have you been for the past five years, everybody? <laughs> sure. Um, so the, the piece of, a few pieces of data that I've pulled out of this. One, 27% of people use a smartphone only. I do know some people that do not own a computer. My husband's one of them, technically. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, we I have know a... somebody um, that just, um, yeah, he doesn't have a computer. He just has a, I think he, he actually used to have a BlackBerry. <laughs> and now he has an Android device. That's it. Yeah. I mean, my husband does have a tablet. And he okay. and he does have a... Uh, that kind of counts. Yeah. I mean, and I have a computer, obviously, so he does well, have access to a computer. Yeah. But, um, but he does yeah. not own one for his own personal no. uh-uh. full-time use. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Just his phone and his tablet. So um, I'd be curious to see what the breakdown of that is, mm-hmm. of the types of people that are owning a smartphone only, because I would suspect that it's a very specific niche audience, mm-hmm. and it's not something to think about from a... Um, from a trends perspective, I wouldn't just like rush out and say, oh, my gosh, people are only going to be using their smartphones because from a business perspective, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah, my take on that has always been that if you have to create things that are remotely complex, you still need a computer. Like if yes. you have to like, yes, absolutely. You can write code. You can write a blog post. You can write content. You can even do design stuff sometimes on a mobile device, but it's just not very comfortable. Mm-hmm. So the default for people who are creating content or creating things or you know, producing something, whether it's visual or text or code or whatever, like you do need a computer to be comfortable doing that in a on a long term basis. That's always been my take on things. Would you agree? Yeah, totally agree. Um, and if you think about how we use our devices, I think when tablets first started to be mainstream, when we first got our iPads, mm-hmm. I think we thought that we were going to use them more than we actually do. Yeah, that's Don't true. you agree? Yeah. I mean, I thought that I was, I thought it was a no brainer, mm-hmm. but I end up, I still use my laptop more than I use um, anything else. So yeah, they've got a very specific use case, Yeah, which I'm sure you're going to get into a little bit more here. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> um, so in addition to that information about the, the number of people that use a smartphone only nearly 40% of people search on a smart only use a smartphone only for searching. Um, or use search only on a smartphone. Let me rephrase that. So you so, mean they all they do is search on their, their phone? No, they that's the only place where they engage oh, okay. with a search. When so, they're searching, they always use a smartphone. Correct. Okay. So that's even if they do have yes, yeah, so even if they do have a computer, mm-hmm. which this I don't know how this works, but. They don't use search, apparently, and they only go to their phone. Um, well, they probably pick up their phone and just ask Siri. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Or they just, I guess they don't mind typing in their phone, too. The phone, If the phone is sitting right next to you, it seems more convenient to just pick it up and do it than to, like, go to your computer and, like, go to a website. and like, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. If I'm on my computer, I'll search Google on the, on the computer, and then if I'm on my phone only obviously i'll use it then so. well now i'm gonna people watch the team yeah just kind of see who's doing what see who's doing what um and and the um the general consensus is that they're looking to me <laughs> i'm telling you i think good job oh, okay he's, he's just you did a great job you know what weekly roundup the music was like right on perfect cue. it was perfect where do you go nathan yeah. it's, like I was it's like you were <laughs> it's like you were doing your job nathan good yes. job <laughs> Jeez. 
Okay, so um, the the searching, um, the main components or the main categories that people are searching are, the, I, which I don't think that this is any surprise, but health, parenting, and mm-hmm. beauty. Yep, that's not shocking at all. Right? Okay, so I, if you are in one of those spaces, then... I, th- I highly recommend that you really start to focus on mobile search, probably more so than desktop. Mm-hmm. But um, if you are not in one of those spaces, obviously take a look at your uh, your own analytics because w- your analytics will tell you exactly what you need to do for your business. And, and one example of that, if you would agree, Allison, might be if you were running AdWords campaigns, for example, you mm-hmm. might want to run most or all of your campaigns on mobile only, for Correct. example, if you mm-hmm. were in healthcare. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. That's when I kind of... Look for some practical applications of that. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So uh, you can download um, – is there a report to download, it looks like, or is this just kind of the, the one-pager? At this point, there is just a one-pager. Gotcha. Um, there is a download button there. Um, I have not downloaded the entire full PDF. I just took the snippets away from it. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of hidden, which is hilarious that it's on a Google site <laughs> and it's kind of hidden. But it's on the left-hand side there. There's a little download button um, I will be looking into this further for potential blog posts on the SpinWeb blog. All right. This will be called action that says report and like the, the big CTA there. Where do you It's see not a very that? good CTA because there's no like button or anything. It's just got a little arrow. What? Uh, scroll down about halfway down. It's got the picture there. It says report and it's got the picture of tablet. Oh, that's a CTA. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I clicked on and got the report, so. It sure is. Thanks, Google, for your it weird sure CTA. Is. So anyway, you can download the report. Well, that's a perfect, ladies and gentlemen. It blended in with their site. <laughs> it was it was just too native. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to make fun of Twitter today because it's been a while since I've done that. Oh, poor Twitter. Yeah. What's that? What is that? Oh, that's Twitter. Okay, I'm on Forbes, and here's why I hate Forbes. Like. First oh, of all, do I, they autoplay? Yeah, they autoplay their ads. Oh my gosh, Forbes, just stop it. I don't, Nathan was looking around like, what does that, that mean? I thought it was my phone <laughs> I thought first. Nathan was playing music. I was like, where'd you find that cool music, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, as usual, is running the board today. Thanks, Nathan. So um, I'm on Forbes, and Forbes autoplays their video ads, which drives me insane. Plus, every five seconds, like something will pop over and say, here, click on this. Like, Forbes is just out of control. But whatever, I got the article from Forbes. So, uh, <laughs> so this is... Uh, um, latest news from Twitter, and it's not directly digital marketing, like practical or strategic, but it's more of industry kind of stuff happening. So, uh, Twitter, uh, over the past few days, there's been rumor of Twitter, uh, being bought. Um, there were some suitors, um, kind of in the wings, uh, Salesforce was one of them. Uh, Google, Apple, and Disney actually were, uh, I think, uh, there were rumors that they were interested. Um, so, um, that has changed. Uh, apparently, um, those backers I've just mentioned have pulled out. Uh, Google, Apple, and Disney have uh, basically said they're unlikely or have ruled it out entirely. Uh, that is buying Twitter. Uh, and then Salesforce was kind of the last um, likely-looking uh, company that was thinking about buying Twitter, and they backed off as well. So they've been very – they've kind of cooled off their interest when it comes to the Twitter. Uh, the CEO, uh, Mark Benioff, said, you know, uh, he knows exactly – or I'm sorry – he said he wishes them well. It's a great company, but you know, not interested basically. So, as a result, Twitter's stock has plummeted again. Uh, it was down to like eighteen dollars. It went up to like almost twenty five dollars when rumors of the buyout surfaced, and now it's back down to like twenty. So, poor Twitter. I mean, here's here's the thing. I, I you have a look no, on your face. No, I'm oh, okay. just I'm thinking because I <laughs> please continue your thought. Okay, you had a strange look, like you had some revelation I didn't know about Twitter. Well, no, I just will ask a question here when you're oh, okay. done talking. So. Um, 
those who have listened uh, for a while know that I have this you know, relationship with Twitter in which I kind of hate it, but I'm, try- I'm trying so hard. Like I, I've kind of given up on Twitter for a while. Like we don't really see much value from it when it comes to at least our clients and our market on social advertising. Um, it's fun for events. Um, and I've been trying harder to make it more to, – to put more into it so it's getting more value for me as well. Um, but in general, Twitter just seems to be having a rough time. Like they, they seem to have kind of lost their way a little bit. They're, they're slowing down in platform growth. Um, you know, are they getting bought? Are they not getting bought? Um, the one thing they seem to do well is stream NFL, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, yes. According to the team, <laughs> the, t- the live streaming of the, of the football game seems to be – So maybe the NFL should buy Twitter. Like, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. So – Anyway, so that's what's going on with Twitter. So um, I'm continuing personally to not put a whole lot of emphasis on Twitter in our strategic view of how we deliver services. But that's just me based on our clientele and what's going on with Twitter and the limited platform that it is today. So anyway, that's, that's my take on it. You had a you had a thought as well or a question? Well, do you remember a few years ago when we were um, when we were expanding our team and we were interviewing several candidates and the number one social network that everybody loved was Twitter? That's right. Do you remember that? I do remember. I mean, that. how long ago was that? I think we was were surprised at the time. Even yes, because which I mean, hi, I know that I'm old and I like Facebook, but oh I yeah, was, you're so old, right? Yeah. Okay, millennial, <laughs> Miss Millennial Allison. Stop um, it. Yeah, but it's not cool anymore. Facebook is not cool. I mean, it's cool to me, but. It's you know what? Like the cool thing Facebook like. is not cool, but it is powerful. Hey, I like, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> but they all really, they, they just got super jazzed about it. And part of it yeah. was that they could just quickly go in. It was super easy to use. Mm-hmm. I just think that they, I wonder if they overcomplicated it. Well, Twitter is also, it seems to be more likely to be full of spammers. Like it's harder to, I mean, I shouldn't say harder, but like, here's the thing. When I open up Twitter, I see a bunch of, spammers and people doing like shouting and, and random stuff. And it's my fault because I followed them. But when you follow people at first, sometimes they seem legit and then they don't. With Facebook, it's like a much more – and LinkedIn as well. You have to make take a more active role in connecting with people. It's more of a process. And I think they do a better job of filtering some of that out and tell you what you – or show you what you want to see versus what you don't want to see. And so I think I think those networks do a better job of curating your content better, whereas Twitter seems to – be a little behind, at least Which, from my perspective. I actually, I think that they tried to go in that direction. I think they did. There's that whole, you know, it's what, not working for me. Why did you, <laughs> when you were out, like, what did you miss? That kind of stuff. Like, yeah. here are other people, and to me, it just overcomplicates it. I mean, I think that what people were charmed with originally, at least from what I remember mm-hmm. in those conversations, they just loved that it was a quick, easy snapshot or snapshot. <laughs> snapshot there we go snapchat what <laughs> i know oh my gosh freudian slip there um, <laughs> that it was a quick snapshot on you know what was going on at that any at that at any given moment and mm-hmm. they could just quickly navigate through and i think that now at least from in my feed it's just more difficult yeah i just want to look to see what people are saying it's not that hard <laughs> I think Twitter is up for some major revolution here. Yes. Whether it's being bought or being just totally pivoting or something. Which, considering that the major players that we're talking about purchasing them have all said, no thanks, Yeah, I think that they're probably at this point where they will have to completely change. I'm saying sports. Some some sports, sports. entity is going to come swoop, gobble them up. Sports or entertainment. Yep. I mean, it's any, any type of... Po- what if a political, like a major political media company, like political site bought Twitter? Maybe. Mm. 
Maybe. But politics, entertainment, and sports are the three things Twitter shines at, in my yeah. opinion. I, yes. Okay. I can get on board with that. During the debates, people all over Twitter just like yeah. commentary. So, again, that's a live event, though. So anything it that's is. like a live event, like entertainment, live events, sports, live events, politics, live events, like real-time stuff. Well, I hope that you get some sort of commission when you when an entertainment outlet purchases There you go. Free, <laughs> cons- free consultation. <laughs> if you're in live event space somehow or live like live information, there you go. Twitter's your game. Awesome. But what do I know? <laughs> a lot. I'm just a humble oh, dude here on the radio. Yep. Just a humble dude. Which is actually a podcast, not the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is our weekly roundup, is it not? It is. Do you have anything okay. else? Hey, Nathan, what do you got going on? You good? You good? All right. So on to our deep dive topic for today. And there's our splash. Deep dive topic for today is digital marketing trends that will impact your 2017 marketing budget. I think this was your idea to cover this, Allison. Sure was. So I think this has got some good stuff here. So you want to get started? Absolutely. Um, it's crazy to think that we're already talking about 2017, but we have it's a October. lot of, I know, but yeah. we have a lot of our clients that have already started talking about getting their budgets together and presenting to boards and all kinds of things like that. So whenever you see pumpkin spice, it's basically 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, side note that that meme of that woman snuggling with the pumpkins, that's pretty much me. Have you that. not seen that? Okay. No, I haven't. Stay what, tuned. What do I Google? Stay tuned. Snuggling with oh, pumpkins? I don't know. Probably. All right. Snuggling with... Stay tuned. That's me, though, in the month of October. Pumpkins. All right. So talking about the 2017 marketing trend. So Notice I'm Googling from my computer, not my phone. I do see this. I'm taking that as a note for my... Go to image search. Personal case study. I do not see a meme. Oh, wait. Is this it? Is this lady laying on a couch with a pumpkin? Yep. That's, that's it? it. Okay. <laughs> So this lady laying on a couch with using a pumpkin as a pillow. Yep. What That's is, me. What is happening? That's me in the month of October. Like, hey. Oh, it's Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm, or it <laughs> oh, looks by the like way. her. Oh. I don't anyway, know if it's actually her. Okay. I'm sorry. Why don't I just shut up and let you get to your <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Go right ahead. All right. So number one, which I think we have probably about five or six here today. So first one, diversifying content. Um, so... At this point, I'm. you have heard us talk ad nauseum about blogging and having written content available on your site. And that is still great. We still want to keep that going. Um, it's perfect for search engine optimization. But now that we are getting into the space of people, which I shouldn't say now that we're getting into because we've been there forever, but um, now that we are seeing that people are wanting to consume content in their own way, it's time to start thinking about in what other formats can you provide that content. So an example of that could be video, adding video or adding a podcast. And Mm. Michael has been speaking a lot about adding podcasts recently. And I know, do you love podcasts? (laughs) And the reason uh, from my perspective, um, so in 2017, you're either going to need to add video or podcast. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. And in my opinion, I think it's easier to podcast. Maybe that's because it's been set up for me by you. Thank you, Michael. So it's easier for me. Um, but once you, once you have the basics covered as far as just the basic recording in the show format and you have all the logistics set up from, um, from an iTunes perspective and all the, the publication perspective, then it's really not that difficult to do that. And here's why I like podcasting a little better in a lot of contexts, because it's, um, it's easier for people to consume. 
again, if you have to, if you're watching a video or reading a blog post, you have to kind of focus more. But a podcast is something you can do while you can listen to while driving, working out. It's very multitask friendly. So I like that too for the the person listening. Yeah, also. absolutely. And you know, I I would prefer having a smaller engaged podcast audience mm-hmm. than probably you know a huge number of video views because that could reach the wrong people potentially whereas with a podcast you have to actively seek that out yeah it's pretty hard to go like find the one yeah it's not hard but your eyes very take some effort you have to yes which uh, thank you for all those taking the effort to listen today but uh thank you you. that is i I think that from a numbers perspective Mm -hmm. this is a case where having a smaller number i think is probably better yeah what about you do you have any other ideas from a so shocker i'm sure you're shocked at this one (laughs) social advertising do you, you like, do you like social advertising? Are you shocked? Okay, so here's the thing. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to try to make, make this shorter than like three hours for my rant. It's not really a rant, but so you've got to budget for social advertising. I mean, here's the thing. So we've been, we've been fed this story, which is partially true, that, you know, uh, content on your site, inbound marketing, content marketing, um, content on site, and to some extent, you know, um, third-party links from uh, guest posting or other content you've produced elsewhere, we've been fed this line that organic content is all you need to worry about. And if you do a good job at organic, uh, you can you can win. And yes, you can win, but the social networks are, are really changing the game. They have changed the game. It used to be you could share content on social, you could build a following, you could get a bunch of likes on your page, you could get a you know, big following on LinkedIn, you could even do stuff on Twitter, and you could um, gather a tribe and a community and speak to that community and share content, have it to have it shared, have it distributed, um, far and wide, so to speak. Um, you can't do that anymore. You just can't. The social networks have said, Hey guys, guess what? We're a business. We're not nonprofits. We're here to make money. Therefore we've gathered billions and billions of people now on our network. And now we're going to flip the model and you're going to have to pay to reach them. Sorry. Um, here, put your credit card on file, please. Like that's the way it works. And, I don't think a lot of industries are catching up to that yet. I don't think a lot of people realize that. I still hear people say, oh, um, go like our page. Go like our Facebook page. I'm going to get a bunch of likes. Should I run a campaign to get more likes on my Facebook page or or followers on my LinkedIn company page or whatever? I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with that unless you're spending too much money doing it. Um, It's all about advertising. It's just like it's the old school model of, you know, you run – you have a great TV show and you can charge more for ad spots. Uh, that's why a Super Bowl commercial costs, you know, a gazillion dollars. So we have to shift our mindset to thinking that social networks are not just this free playground to just share stuff and hope magic happens. Social networks are just like TV, radio, other mediums that have lots of content that people are consuming, and you have to pay to be interspersed in that content. You have to pay to put your ad in there. So just get over it. Budget for social media advertising. That's my rant. And relatively speaking, <laughs> it's not that expensive. It's not that expensive. It's really not. You can spend a few hundred dollars a month on Facebook and really target it well. And here's the thing. Social media advertising is way more targeted than most other traditional advertising mediums you might think of. I mean, you can get so focused. Here's the thing. I keep saying Facebook because they're the most mature. So you can roll this example to other networks as well. But Facebook has been gathering data for years and years on all of us. They know my job title, where I work, what I'm interested in. They know the same about you, Allison. They know the, the you know how much money people make based on all the other data sources. They aggregate. They have financial information. They have all this information. 
which means that you as a company can target those same people based on demographics, based on habits, based on behaviors. And it's super powerful. There's no excuse not to be laser focused on your target market. So it is very, very effective. And it's effective most when combined with these organic sources we've talked about, you know, amplify articles, amplify your podcast, amplify videos, build audiences, um, turn those audiences into conversion um, sources where you you convert based on people that already know about you. So the conversion rates higher, build Facebook funnels, all this stuff is super powerful. So I really want people to really uh, intentionally budget money to spend on social advertising in 2017, because it's going to be very effective. And those who don't will be at a disadvantage as more and more companies and your competitors kind of pick up on this. And do you have a general guideline about how much you would recommend people budget? Um, I don't because it depends because there's so many different companies out there. Um, I'll go by a percentage though. I would say 10 to 20% of your overall digital marketing budget, I would put towards social advertising. I don't know what you think, but yeah, that's I think my take it, on it. Yeah, I if think you're spending 5,000 a month on, on digital, 1,000 a month towards social is very appropriate, I think. Sure. Yeah. And I, um, <clears throat> it all goes back to what, what your goals are. Mm-hmm. So And make sure that they're very specific goals. You've heard me talk about this before. Nothing fluffy. So Mm. none of these like, we're going to grow our Facebook likes. No, don't do that. I do not care about Facebook likes. Leads. That's what we want. There you go. We want happy sales team members. Right, Michael? (laughs) We do indeed. So I'll put my soapbox away and and you can move on to one of yours. (laughs) Well, And and a quick plug. Michael will be speaking on this topic at Inbound this year. That's true. um, More on that later. More on that later. All right. So next. Um, so this concept of MarTech, you've heard this topic before, this that particular Martech. keyword. Correct? I have. So I have. it's it, a breakdown of it. It is c- combining two words, marketing and technology together. Pretty obvious, right? MarTech. Makes sense. And chances are everybody out there listening to this is engaging in some type of MarTech. Um, so it basically co- combines the the creative side of marketing with the technology side of data. And so if you do not have any kind of software where you're doing this currently, Google Analytics is free. So you can do that. Everybody should be using that. There are all kinds of things that you can do with within that particular tool in and of itself. But then other things like CRMs, marketing automation, um, any type of keyword reporting or any type of SEO reporting that is outside of Google Analytics, start to think about the budget for adding the that particular software or those particular pieces of software. And it could be anywhere from several thousand dollars a month. That's probably what I would budget to. I mean, we could, you could get into tens of thousands of dollars yeah, oh yeah. just in software. Well, depending alone. on the size of your company and yes. you know, how much of a fraction that is in your overall spend. You know, yeah. I mean, we have clients paying thousands a month and some paying less, mm-hmm. so. and that's just, but that's just one piece of software too. Oh, yeah. If you think about yeah. it, so yeah. it's it, like HubSpot, for got, example, correct. Yeah. So if you've got other things that are going along with that, then um, some all the things about. you have to use to integrate, like Zapier correct. and Wistia, and mm-hmm. you know, and the, the more goes on and on, the more you can combine it all into some sort of central location, the easier it will be for you in the long run. So mm-hmm. I would start to weight the resources that you're taking in time, just putting everything together into one single report and start to add how much time you would save by just making it all in one place and integrating everything together. Mm -hmm. That might help save some time. Time is money, 
Right, Michael? Time is money. <laughs> so I've heard. And um, some things that we've heard recently, um, we were just with a, a group of other agencies this week. Mm-hmm talking with Christopher Penn and I mean, he's even recommending that agencies and um, maybe more sophisticated digital teams um, really start to invest in data scientists and, yeah. uh, and marketing technologists. So um, as you're starting to think about expanding your team, maybe somebody that is more on the analytics side of things and the technology side of things might be beneficial for you to think about and consider. Mm-hmm. Can I go ahead and segue into mine? Because that's actually related. I think you kind of uh, yep, bled very absolutely. much into the next one I had, which is, or the other one I had, which is sales and marketing integration is a trend. Yeah. Uh, Abby and I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago um, to one of our clients. We get a half-day training workshop on nothing but sales and marketing integration. And what that means is the traditional, I say traditional because up to now it's been this way for most organizations. The traditional model is sales is over here, quote, making money. And marketing is over here, quote, playing on Facebook and making brochures, and the two teams don't talk to each other. That's the the perception I've seen, which is obviously inaccurate, but that's the perception I've seen. So a lot of organizations – and HubSpot, to their credit, HubSpot's done a good job at attempting to change this trend with a lot of um, education and software as well. Uh, but other companies also are moving in this direction to kind of encourage the market to look at sales and marketing as a cohesive team. And what that means is when your marketing team is talking to your sales team and asking them questions like, hey, what questions are you getting in the sales process? What are your prospects? Um, oh, Michelle has a question for you on uh, MarTech. So you might want to pop in there. How, how to spell MarTech? That's a good question, Michelle. Um, so they're saying to you know the sales team, how do you what, what questions are you getting that we can help you answer with content or uh, deliverables or presentations or things that we can um, – can give you to help you in the sales process. Sales is going to marketing and saying, hey, you know, the leads we're getting are, you know, X percent is high quality, X percent is not high quality. How can we increase the quality of the leads by zoning better into our target market and being more specific? And so the two teams are working together. Additionally, information is flowing freely. So when marketing produces leads, whether they're active or passive leads, those leads go into a system that then flows into a sales system in which salespeople can then filter appropriately and start to have a process to work on those leads, both active and passive. So sales and marketing integration is something that is a little new to a lot of organizations, but uh, obviously we're, um, we are very heavily focused on sales and marketing integration, as are many of our clients, because we're working with them on this. And it gives you a much better view into what to fix if something's broken. It tells you what's broken in the first place. It is more efficient for everybody, and it just produces better results. You you get better sales results when you integrate the two teams, typically. So that also comes with software. As Allison mentioned, you were, Allison, you were talking about investing in software, and that's one of the things that we recommend as well is invest in the proper software to integrate the two teams together. So HubSpot is one great example. There are many out there. Salesforce is also on the cutting edge of this. But HubSpot is a good example of that, or Salesforce, where the marketing side of the the marketing software uh, talks directly to the sales side, and the data is shared, and the process is integrated. So, again, that's basically the same thing you said, Allison, which is budget for software, Mm -hmm. but this is another reason to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to hear from our listeners out there what issues you're still having with marketing and sales integration uh, because we might be able to do another topic on that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've we've heard from several people recently that 
um, you know, that they know they're getting quality leads, but they don't know what the sales team's doing with it. Oh, they, that hurts my heart to hear oh, that. I know. It makes me so sad. <laughs> or they know that essentially they just don't know what happens to it. So yeah. um, if that is something that's of interest to people, then I would love to do a deep dive on there that in go. the future. Deep dive. <laughs> All right. So continuing this talk about technology and websites. Um, okay. So the, the current trend of websites or at least the the current state of affairs as it comes uh, comes to websites is that it's more project-based and that essentially you sit there and you say you know what i'm going to do a new website i'm going to take x number of months days weeks whatever and i'm going to put together this new website and then i'm going to do all of these things um, with the website i'm going to publish blogs i'm going to do all kinds of things um, but then the website just sits there for a while and, and we don't actually do anything with the website outside of publishing new content. And what we are seeing is that um, companies are starting to take a, a more, I don't want to say, maybe like more hands-on approach to their website and making sure that it's staying up to date. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that it's no longer just a project where um, we just say, okay, here you go. Be on your way. It's more of a of an engagement of every week talking about what's the website doing, how are we, how can we enhance the website, what changes can we make even structurally to mm-hmm. the website, um, how can we. Wait, um, so you're saying don't just let it sit there for two years, just correct. doing nothing, looking pretty. Yes. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> And it's if you, if that is something that you have been doing, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you are actively updating it, keeping it fresh, um, just from a content perspective. But now that we have this foundation of content, we're bringing people to our site. I would love to see us move into the direction and see everybody move into this direction of what can we do once we have the users there and how can we use that data Mm -hmm. for us? So something as simple as even putting things like um, heat mapping software on Mm -hmm. your, on your homepage to see what people are clicking on. I like crazy egg for that. Yeah. We use crazy, crazy egg. Hot jar is another Mm -hmm. one um, that people use for that. Uh, There are some click metrics within Google analytics, but I have found that they aren't as reliable from an access standpoint Um, meaning when i try to go look at them it's never working so um it 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 does have it but crazy egg and hotjar are going to be probably easier to use so um i'm sure it's not just user error it could be user (laughs) error okay probably I, I use crazy egg so i can't i can't compare i don't i probably <laughs> break it to analytics <laughs> um so yeah so something as simple as that and then you can start to figure out okay you know people aren't clicking on this call to action i thought get started was super transparent and super straightforward but maybe something else could lead them into your buyer journey uh, a little bit further all right moving in crossing things off your list crossing things off my list oh talking about budgeting for that particular type of project that's really difficult to say because it's an it depends a lot of it depends on what the 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 actual foundation of the website is so e-commerce is going to be a little bit different from a marketing website versus maybe financial services might need something a little bit different and um, how many pages you're targeting so it could go from I would say probably $5,000 a month and up from there, just depending on what it is you are looking for. 
All right. So moving into the other side of social media and Ooh. outreach, the organic oh, yeah. side of things. <laughs> so as Michael mentioned earlier, paid, 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 paid. <laughs> It's very good. It's very good. And honestly, that's from a resources standpoint. Yes, money is going out the door, but from a time and and actually doing it, that's probably going to be easier than what I'm about to talk about. Mm. And so I actually have two things. One is community and building a community and influencers. So I think that both of these go together. And I almost... I. I almost didn't use the term influencers because I feel like it's overused. Kind of overused yeah. Yeah. And, and the way I choose to look at this is that your community that you're building is your team of influencers. So it doesn't have to be, you know, super famous people. All they, all it needs to be are individuals that can be passionate about what it is you're talking about that then can share it with their network. Mm-hmm. And if they have a network of, let's say, a couple hundred people that are really strong, really engaged. That to me is more important than people with thousands that are quote unquote influencers, yeah. but may not necessarily. The, Raw numbers aren't always yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, a couple of years ago at the connections at, at, at Salesforce marketing, their, their connections conference that was located here in Indianapolis, John green was one of the keynote speakers. And one of my key takeaways from that that I have just held on to since then is this concept of community and how people are using the Internet. People, the reason that social media is so successful and the reason that things like forums are so successful is that people want to find other people that are interested in the same things that they're interested in. And then they want to be able to talk about it. Yes, Mm -hmm. community. And so, um, which I I will dig up that. I'm sure there's a video of it somewhere. So I will dig that up for for everybody. So that way you guys can watch it because it was really good. Um, But if you start to build that community of people that want to talk about what it is you are passionate about from a, uh, from your business perspective, that to me is going to be worth just as much in advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that from a cash perspective is free. You just have to spend the time building that community, which that part is probably not free <laughs> because well, it goes back to, you got to spend need, time or spend money or correct. spend both in yes. some balance. I mean, yes. that's, that's how you do marketing is spend time or spend money. <laughs> Correct. And, <laughs> and both. the uh, the people and the companies and the organizations that I'm seeing do this, I'm I'm seeing the camaraderie. I'm seeing things happen. Um, we've got a local theater community here in Indianapolis that I see this on. So this could be really good for nonprofits, um, maybe even get a volunteer involved in it. Um, so that way it's not as overwhelming from a resources perspective, mm-hmm. but from a business perspective, I think probably starting to, to lean towards if this is something that you want to really invest in, then, um, I would start to consider maybe allocating team resources mm-hmm. to that. I would agree. Awesome. Crossing things off my list. That that's, all, li- that- that's all I have for today. All right. Awesome. How about you, Nathan? Anything on your list? You're good? Build websites? <laughs> build websites. <laughs> Nathan builds websites and does other stuff. So, All right. So as you're thinking about your 2017 budget, um, review some of these things. Um, let's all take a look and see how these uh, trends apply to our businesses and, and what you can do to – uh, to level up your digital marketing. You like how, you know. <laughs> I do like <laughs> Level up is our theme for our new brand. So 
Uh, we like to sprinkle that in whenever possible. So sure um, with that, before we get to our community announcements, um, I'm going to just take a quick pause and just remind our listeners uh, the best way to thank us uh, for this podcast is to give us a review on iTunes. Um, if you like what you're here, if you, even if you don't like it, it's okay, be honest, but it uh, seems like most people do like it. So if you uh, enjoy uh, the information we share and you're a listener, uh, we would absolutely love it if you could thank us by giving us a review on iTunes. It just takes a couple minutes. Just pop in there and, and let us know what you think. Uh, that'd be the best way to to, to say thanks. And uh, again, this is brought to you by SpinWeb. We're a digital agency, spinweb.net. So if you want to check us out there, that's where to find us. So community announcements. Um, we just got back from the Digital Mastermind event uh, early this week. We Alice sure did. and I did. So what'd you think? Did you have a good time? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. So uh, that uh, for those who have been listening for a while, know it's uh, an event for digital agency owners and key team members as well. And uh, we had some great speakers, John Loomer, Christopher Penn. As you can tell, I arranged the speaker lineup just based on people I like, you know, follow and adore on social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Margot Mazur from Wistia also spoke. He did some some really specific mind-blowing little tips that we're going to implement right away. One of them is, you know, video voicemails and all mm-hmm. kinds of things. And uh, and then uh, Zeal Caden from Publicity.ai also uh, spoke as well. So we had a ton of great speakers, ton of great information shared. So if you're a digital agency owner and you're listening and you did not make it to the Digital Mastermind event, uh, we've already, we're actually like 40% sold out already. I mean, we're uh, we offered people a chance to sign up on the spot um, at the event uh, to get a jump on it, and we're like almost halfway sold out by now. So, which is awesome. Which is a, a, literally job, a year in advance. So yeah. next year is literally one year from now is the next one, and we're already halfway sold out. So anyway, get on it if you want to check it out. Digitalmastermind.com. Uh, we will be posting next year's information shortly, uh, but if you want to get on the the waiting list and be sure you know about it, just uh, send me a note directly. Just email radio at spinweb.net, and it'll get to me. So some events coming up. Um, Alice and I are exhibiting, and I'm speaking at the Indiana Credit Union League Annual Convention, October 12 through 14 in downtown Indianapolis. Um, so check that out. Uh, there's a link in the show notes to the website. So if you're a credit union and you're not going to be there, uh, get on it. Let's let's see you there. It's next week. It should be a great event. I'll be speaking on uh, digital marketing tactics uh, to kind of throw in your uh, your toolbox for next year. should be a good facilitated discussion as well. I uh, look forward to that. And then uh, Indie Hug, uh, the Indianapolis HubSpot area user group, uh, is October 27th. Dan Tyre is our speaker from HubSpot. Uh, what's his title again? Sales of everything, like everything sales. Yeah, like we went through this last time. Manager, it, director. Yes. We sales. still haven't gotten his exact Head title. Head sales dude. Head sales dude. Anyway, the guy is uh, is pretty uh, – um, he's amazing. Pretty well-known. Uh, huge following. He's been at HubSpot forever. Um, is uh, really, really great when it comes to um, sales and marketing. And he's going to be talking about sales marketing integration. So uh, indianapolis.hubspotusergroups.com. Check it out there. It's free to sign up and we'll see you there. Uh, Also, two more things. I'm speaking at the Business Domination Summit, which is November 3rd in Indianapolis. I think it's on the south side. Where is it, Nathan Greenwood? Where is it located? South side, right? I, I, the website's not open. Let me, I'll just click on the website. <laughs> I figured you would know offhand because you're involved in that group. So never mind, Nathan. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I gave you the resources. This is true. Oh, he totally did. All right, let's Nathan click on just traveling said he gave him the resources to the venue. Um, it is hard to find. I can't find the venue on the website. Oh, here we go. Thanks, Michelle, for slacking it to me. Um, gosh, where is it? Fountain Square Theater. Okay. That should be a little more prominent on the website. <laughs> okay, Found Square Theater. 
So that will be Fountain Square Theater, Indianapolis, uh, November 3rd. I'll be speaking on uh, social media advertising. Uh, so check that out. Uh, again, the website is businessdominationsummit.com. And you can register there. And then the next week uh, is HubSpot's Inbound Conference, which is like a 15,000-person event. It's in Boston. It's huge. It's huge. So uh, I'll be speaking there also on social media advertising. And that is November 8th through 11th. So you'll be there, Allison? I will. Abby's going. Amy's going. Steph's going. A bunch of the crew from Spinaweb's going. So should be a good time. Excited to see everybody there. Those are our community events we wanted to kind of share with you um, coming up next. Anything that I haven't mentioned? I don't think so. You've been been busy. This last quarter is insane. We had two events in September, uh, like four in October. One, I mean, this is crazy. So it's been fun, though. Good. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I'm going to sleep the entire month of December. I'm going to (laughs) sleep. You're going to hibernate? Hibernate. That's right. Put your sweater on. Get your hot chocolate. That's the plan. Bunny slippers. Fireplace going. (laughs) Huddled around our tiny iPad watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It also makes fun of me because I, uh, my wife and I actually watch TV on an iPad sometimes because oh, like we Lord. think it's fine. And it also makes fun of us like we're peasants like watching TV on an iPad. <laughs> not, yeah. It, just, it seems fine. I mean, okay. we have a real TV also, but sometimes like we just watch TV on an iPad. Yeah, I can't do that. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> sure can't. So uh, quick poll out there. Email us if you watch TV on your iPad. And oh, yeah. Know, uh, <laughs> if you think it's okay. So um, I think that's it. That's a wrap. So um We'll end with our weekly inspiration. I notice you have anything on the list for weekly inspiration, or should I just uh, end with mine? You should just end with yours this All week. Right, I'll do that. So uh, my quote, inspirational quote this week is from Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. That's very famous one. Everybody kind of knows about that one, but I like that especially this week because it's fun to kind of, when we were getting together with the other agency owners at the event and stuff, it's kind of fun to see how much people love to give. Like, Oh, at this yeah. last event on uh, earlier this week we were at, it was full of agency owners who were all about just giving. They weren't complaining about, you know, what was going on in the market and how, you know, blah, blah, and all the stuff that's wrong. They were saying, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna show you what's going well and what I can help you guys with and share information and help each other get better. And it was very positive. And that goes a long way. So if you want something to change, um, be a positive influence. It works. It that's sure what I got. does. That's my story. I'm sticking that's to great. it. great. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. Thanks for the affirmation. You're, you're so I? great, Michael. <laughs> good, good job. Good job. <laughs> All right. We will end with that. Thanks so much for joining us today. Spin Radio is brought to you by SpinWeb. We're a digital agency on the web, spinweb.net. If we can help you out, give us a shout. Send uh, questions and comments to radio at spinweb.net. Our Twitter manager is Michelle Antoine. Our producer is Nathan Stearns. Thanks, Nathan, for clicking those buttons so well today. You did a good Nathan. job. Good job, Nathan. And uh, I'm Michael Reynolds. And I'm Allison. We're your host today. Thanks, everyone, (laughs) for joining us. And as always, don't forget to give someone a high five.